When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Red Men TV. I'm Steve Hoare. Delighted to be joined by Ian Young and John Reid for the match preview show. It's a biggie as well. Yes, it's Arsenal versus Liverpool. 4.30 at the Emirates on Sunday. A massive, massive clash at the top of the Premier League table. Um, and look at it, there is already Diggle, as such such table is there. Yet yeah, Liverpool sit obviously top on 51 points uh, from 22 games played. City a second, uh, 46 from 21. Then Arsenal, uh, 46 from 22 in third. Uh, John, I'll come to you first. There's a chance here for Liverpool to put themselves eight points clear of Arsenal if they do it. That doesn't write Arsenal out of the title race, but it puts them in a real precarious position and it's a massive boost for the Reds. You end up almost in a two-horse race, not quite, but nearly there. It's a massive game for both teams, mate, isn't it? It, it is, and it's, you know, as you say, it's. I think that's what frames it for me. It's the... I don't want to say it's last chance saloon because, as you say, anything can happen. But it's it feels a bit like it's a bit now or never for Arsenal. You know they've they had a bit of a blip, didn't they? After we last played them in terms of form and stuff, and it being at their place and sort of the record we've had. You know in terms of it being a place to go and not really getting much. You'd think this is the one where maybe they turn a bit of a corner and claw a bit back. But you know if we go there and, and do the business and and we do pick up all three points, then you know they they they're such a way back then that you've got to start thinking their focus might shift elsewhere. Absolutely. Um, we'll talk about teams and stuff in a minute, Ian, but Jürgen did mention before, it's the third time we've played them now. Obviously, we will be the third time. Obviously, Drew at Anfield in the league, beat them in the FA Cup in, in a you know a game that Arsenal very easily could could have won themselves if they'd have been able to convert some of the chances they made. Liverpool defended well. It is a thing where you play a team for the third time. There's no secrets now. I know both teams are different. There's injuries and whatever, especially on Liverpool's behalf and, and players away, whatever. But the third time you you play a team in a season, like you say, everyone knows everything now. There's no hit, you know. Everyone knows exactly what what's coming up against. We saw that with Fulham, how difficult it was against Fulham because we played them so many times. And we're about to see it again with Arsenal. Yeah, and I think both teams will know the other's weaknesses, uh, which will make for a pretty exciting game. I think on Sunday. I think when we played them as well, I think I think their form's been patchy. I'd say since December, in, in the cups and in the league. So we've been talking. Liverpool about when we click we're, we're getting points now when we haven't clicked yet I think we've just seen Liverpool maybe just click the last couple of games I think this is what we've yeah. been waiting for so hopefully Arsenal are going to be playing the best Liverpool can be with players coming back players fully fit it, I, 
I can't wait. I think it should be a really, really good game. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's a good game because we, we, we could, uh, well, one that we win would be the most important thing. Uh, right then, let's have a little look um, at Arsenal first then, John, before we start delving into into Liverpool and, and such team news matters. Arsenal, they've won the last two Premier League games. Uh, they were actually quite good against Footy, but all right, against Forrester Low. It seems like they, they can't quite kill games just yet. It seems like they're always holding on at the end. They're getting a couple of players back. They're still without a few as well. Mainly Tommy Asu, obviously he's still away, but they've got a relatively fit squad. I think Partey is the only major mm. player you'd say is still out. What have you made of Arsenal over the last few weeks? Yeah, they've been a bit in and out. I was like looking at like the form guard and stuff on the way in, and like you know, I think the they're off the back. I think of two defeats, a draw, and then two wins, and at home the four and five with wins. Obviously, you'd expect at the Emirates, but they've been a bit. I think it, with them it's more the feeling. Like clearly the form's picked up as you say and like they're getting players back and you know they've had this sort of they've had the problem I guess of the inconsistency in front of goal. You know they're clearly you know at the back pretty solid certainly in midfield they're, they're very strong and then up front is where they're sort of struggling to put it away and it, it almost in an entirely different way feels like the problem they had under Wenger where it was like they're almost trying to score the perfect goal rather than you know just, just take the chances that they're given. And, you know, in terms of people like, you know, Kai Havertz and the like, and just not quite being a striker, you know, they've got a number nine in the team, like a, like a classic number nine, you think they'd probably be, feel a lot more confident going into this game than what they do. And, you know, we're sat here now just after the window's shut and they haven't gone out and done any business in terms of the striker. I know there was all sorts of chat around Tony at Brentford and stuff, but I, I, they're a weird team because I think you look at all the money they spent in the summer and obviously what happened last season and stuff in terms of the league and challenging City. I think on paper, they're probably a stronger team this season and, and certainly when I've seen them, they've looked, you know, robust, if you like. Um, I realise that can sound like a damn number of fake plays, but, but they, they look like a, you know, a team that's like ready for, for like a long season and stuff and obviously they're well coached, but they just haven't quite got that, for me, that, that spark, you know, like there's, there's almost something like, like when you've got a team of players who are like, you know, giving you everything but they aren't maybe the best which is what they had last year I think versus this year where they've signed say Declan Rice and you're getting all like the last minute winners and stuff but they, they haven't they need everything to work then you know and they, they haven't quite got the numbers I think certainly up front that's the thing the numbers and, and uh, Jesus went off the other day and now he said he, he took a whack on a knee he's a doubt it's trending towards he's probably going to play uh, Ian but that does feel like the difference at times Arsenal's front three you know they're all great but listen Martinelli and Saka are brilliant players Jesus is a good player but it does feel like that's been the one thing that's let them down. They were linked with a, a centre-forward all of January, and for whatever reason, I think it was mainly FFP that they couldn't quite get one. So that that is the thing that probably Arsenal fans saying, after you got that one, that guy who can make 2-0, 3-0, 4-0 wins, because I say they keep ending, ending, finding themselves in closer games than they probably need to be in, and that's probably one of the reasons why. They're all three really good players, but they're not exactly banging goals in the fun, all three of them. No, and I think the three of them as well, a lot of them players that are looking like to get to that next level now as well. I think Martinelli was really, really good, but I think he's like died off a bit this season. He doesn't seem to be having the season he's, he's had previous. Jesus, I think, is one of them. He starts off pretty well. He always seems to look like he's going to have that season and then seems to come to a halt somewhere. And I think that's why it didn't quite work for him at City. Also, we had <laughs> strikers who were just better than him at City, but... He always seems to struggle as the season gets on. Don't want to stand the thing with him or what. Um, Saka, he's, he's a class player, but he looks to be another one who you're waiting to go on to the next level. Now he needs to be, for the way people talk to talk about him, he should be getting more than like six goals a season and a couple of receipts halfway through the season. He should be like 
the, the, the people trying to compare him to Mo Salah, which I think is absolutely ridiculous, to be honest with you. No, yeah, fair enough. Like I say, he's got 10 goals, I think, in all comps. Actually, he's the only one in double digits. Jesus on eight, with the guard seven, Trossard seven, and Ketty. So they share them round, don't they, John? But they haven't got that, like, killer. Liverpool mm. have kind of got that. In Sal- well, they have got it in Salah. He's not available. Jota feels like he might be becoming that as well. Um, that might be the difference. Again, that's, you're hoping that's the difference. That like Liverpool, if they create as many chances as they can do, like they've done in the last few weeks, mm. they should score. I think if you're at Arsenal fan, you're, you're happy with, your, with defenders. I think you'd agree that they've got a really good back four. They've got a really good midfield. The only questions often come around Arsenal is can they score enough goals? Is the goalkeeper good enough and maybe a mm. little bit around fullback? But down the spine of the team, they are still a very strong team. They've, they've been good. And like, like you said, they've shown a lot of resiliency as well, a bit more steel. They have, and it, it, it's that thing, isn't it? It's, you know, you don't want to go into the cliche of like sort of second season syndrome, but I think, you know, ourselves and City over the last five years have set the bar so high of, you know, you've got to just grind this out and grind this out and grind this out. And, you know, like you're looking at our form over, you know, the last however many games and you're seeing all the wins that we've we've, rec- we've racked up, even with, you know, the missing players for the Asian Cup and stuff and obviously the AFCON. Um, and the same with City, you know, they've had injuries, missing De Bruyne, but they're still there or thereabouts. And obviously now they're getting people back fit. I, I, you wonder how Arsenal have coped with that. You know what I mean? Like, the, I think he's, he's tried to be clever at it, I think, in terms of trimming the fat. You know, he's tried to get rid of some players who've done jobs for him and stuff, but go, right, well, if I've got to get rid of two years to sign this with the lads, in like a Declan Rice, say, kind of thing, you know, and we go again. But I think he, he, he struggle, I think, with, with the demands of that. And I think there's a lot of pressure that they put on Odegaard, I think, to sort of in the absence of a, of a number nine, you know, in terms of scoring goals to sort of deliver on the pitch. And, he, and he, don't be wrong, he's, he's been, I think he's been fantastic. He's been one of the, certainly one of the best young players in the division over the last two years. Um, but also, you know, it's whether he, he feels comfortable rotating stuff. I mean, like for me, the, the one I'm always surprised and I don't have as many Arsenal fans in, in my friendship circle as I used to like when I was at university and stuff, but I'm always surprised Trossard doesn't play more because he always seems to make things happen when he's on the pitch yeah. and he's, he, to me, he feels like the player that he can sort of play across those those positions, either behind the striker or, you know, if it's a front three. And I'm always sort of shocked that he doesn't seem to make more of them. He always seems to, he has his lads and he goes with them again, Arteta for me, like, but I might be wrong. But he, they're a weird team because they're, they're clearly, for me, like the third best team in the country. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying not to do them down. Like, I think, you know, they, they are capable of being the second best or maybe mounting a title challenge. But it, I think that's the thing that holds them back, really, is that, that they just they haven't quite got that stardust in the team where, as you say, if, if you're struggling on 89 minutes and it's nil-nil, there's a fella who's just going to get one chance and put it away. Absolutely. And to, before we start moving on to Liverpool and do a couple of other messages and stuff, Ian, we've seen in both games they've been tight. Liverpool actually, I know they scored... Uh, in both games Salah scored he has Zinchenko on toast and that is a shame that Salah we, we, we're led to believe although most Salah's Instagram might suggest he's trying to get back the last we heard of the manager was that he won't play but who knows I doubt he'd start anyway um, but we have found it difficult to create too many goals like I say the, the 2-0 in the FA Cup is an own goal then a, a late one as well what Arsenal do have is a very good defence you know the, all, all around really they've got top players, you know, everyone's been impressed with Saliba and Gabriel and then Rice sitting in front of them. Like I say, Liverpool have got the best defensive record in the league, but Arsenal have got the second best defensive record in the league. And you can see why like, they are very, very solid. It, they don't give up tons and tons of chances. Like Liverpool got against Newcastle and Liverpool got like, even, uh, obviously, United against Chelsea. You don't tend to get that. No one really gets that against Arsenal. They are very well disciplined at the back. 
Yeah, yeah, and that, that's all down to our set, isn't it? Liverpool, Arsenal for many years were seen as a bit soft after Wenger. Yeah, 100%, yeah. You, you could go there and you could bully them. I don't think that's an issue now with Arsenal anymore. I think they've got players in there who are ready to willing to stand up for the centre, like Saliba and Gabriel. Like, like some, our players who we've got, who do like to bully players like Nunes who comes in and signs bars people over and like he's not gonna he's not gonna do that against Arsenal. He's gonna have to do a little bit a little bit extra. Um I just think personally what what I've always thought what I've thought about this Arsenal team under Arteta is I don't think they deal well with pressure mentally and I've been saying all season how you would judge Arsenal is what they do when they first drop points and where they when they first lose a game and that's what happened in December. They lost the game yeah, and then good. and then lost again and it went a bit patchy, they had a draw thrown in and stuff like that. Whereas I think the difference with Arsenal and Liverpool and City is I'm not expecting City to drop up any points or lose any games now up until probably April <laughs> or May. Yeah. And even if even if Let's hope it doesn't happen. But even if we, we we were to lose on Sunday, then I would expect the Liverpool that is playing out to then go on another run similar to a Man City one. Absolutely, and we fingers crossed they don't do that. But um, but yeah, absolutely. But I think both teams know how big this game is for sure. Right, couple of messages before we start moving talking on about Liverpool and uh, their team news, injury news, etc. First of all, um, our end of season party. Uh, tickets are now on sale and uh, they sold more than, well, around half went in just 24 hours. So, yes, we're going to be at Hotel Anfield the night before Liverpool's final Premier League game of the season. Yes, come and celebrate with us. Tickets are on sale now. They're over on Skiddle. If you go to all our socials, you can find them there as well. We, uh, I'll ask producer Joe to put a link in the description as well, if you don't mind, Joe. Get yourselves involved. Book them. Do not wait because I promise you. I promise you now they're going to probably sell out by the end of the weekend because they're absolutely flying. So, yeah, if you want to come and join us, please do so. Um, we're also live uh, in spring, in March and April. We've got Belfast, we've got Dublin and we've got London tickets. They're live shows. They're not the end of the season party. They're different. They're us on a stage doing our usual shenanigans. Plus, you've got music from Keo as well. Again, link is in your description. But again, if you just go to um, ticketmaster.ie and search for the Red Men TV, you'll find the tickets for the Belfast and the Dublin shows. They are March 24th and 25th. And then we're in London in April again. If you go to axs.com and search for MNTV, you'll be able to get your tickets here. Yeah, come and see us. But if you want to come to the end of the season party, you're going to be in and around the city for that last game. I promise you, 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 you will have to book them very, very shortly because uh, they are flying out. Um, I'm delighted with the response, actually. Um, but yeah, get yourselves involved. Next order of business. We have to give this away. Can you hold that up for us, please, Ian? That is a shirt signed. I don't know if you can see it actually on this camera, but Costas Timakas has signed it right there. You can see his signature just about. He uh, it is yeah, it's better here than the light shining off the white. But honestly, it is signed by him. We're gonna give that away to one of our Red Men Legend subscribers. Uh, so we're gonna bring the wheel up. Now, here we go. If you want to be involved in these competitions in future, all you've got to do is sign up at redmenplus.com. Join as a legend and we'll give signed merchandise away to one of you each and every month. This month's winner is Cramshoe, which is a very strange username, but we're going to go with it. Congratulations to Cramshoe. You are going to win this, well, you have won this shirt signed by Costas Timacast. Like I say, if you want to be in February's draw, redmenplus.com is the place to go. Thanks very much, Ian. We'll let you put that down. I mean, put your arms on top. <laughs> go to redmenplus.com. Sign up as a legend subscriber. You'll get access to all of our amazing content throughout the rest of the season, including the build-up and reviews, etc., of the League Cup final. And I can exclusively reveal right now, next month's prize is a shirt signed by former Liverpool 
defender Daniel Agger. So that is the prize that is available for February's winner. So yeah, redmenplus.com, join us as a legend and you'll be in the draw to win that shirt signed by Daniel Agger. It is the grey kit that is famous for Liverpool's win at Man United. You know, that, yeah. the, the, the Torres 5 kit. Wrong. It's that shirt, but it's signed by Danny Agger. So you get yourselves involved in that one. Right then, let's go back to talking about the footy and more importantly, talking about the Reds. The major news, John, from Jürgen's press conference um, is that Darwin Nunes is a doubt. Jürgen says he took a whack on the foot. The x-rays are clear. He was fine. He said he'd done it in the 20th minute and played on. Um, wow. Jürgen, Jürgen said how... how um, how proud he was of him, basically, that he went through. He said it was painful um, and that his foot swollen, so they're going to have to see how he is. He basically has to see if he can get a footy boot on. His literally is kind of where they're at. Now, they've got a few days to get there. They've got all of Friday, Saturday and most of Sunday to, to figure it out. Um, you, it would suggest, though, that if he's going to be fit, he's probably going to be on the bench. And that is a huge blow for Liverpool. Like, I know Darwin got... Um, a lot of headlines in the midweek for you know he hit the post four times more than anyone else in Premier mm-hmm. League a Premier League game he did get his assist he caused chaos Liverpool are a completely different team with and without him um, how big a blow is it do you think if Darwin has to start on the bench or indeed is ruled out altogether I think if he's on the bench it's obviously less of an issue but I think if, if, he, if he's out the game altogether that that's a, a you know a shame really because I think he's such a you know, as you say, for sort of all the headlines, he gets he's such a key player. I think to what what we're doing this season in terms of just just how he adds to the team and that. You know, I think that's eleven assists now he's on, isn't he? After after the midweek, and you know, he's he's such a key player. He um, it's his attitude. I think. I mean, the other thing I was thinking in terms of the starting lineup, which obviously we'll come on to, is sort of like if, if they play Ben White again and get the eyes on the pitch. <laughs> but a similar sort of thing with Darwin, and that I think he, he just players don't know how to cope with him. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's such a handful, and he's you know all the sorts of things you'd associate with him like that, that tenacity that he just doesn't want to give the ball up and stuff and he just things just happen around him because of him and like whether he's hitting the post or not you know he's setting things up for other players and I think the balance we've sort of struck weirdly I think with Salah not being here and having him in the front having Darwin in the front three now I think I think we're getting to grips with it I think now other players in the team are going now I know how to play off him and I know where I need to be and when he's making this run I know it's going, you know, the offside thing was a big thing for a while with him and he was always offside. But I think now players are getting used to the fact that he wants this ball first time. So I've got to get, otherwise he will be offside when I give it to him, kind of thing. Um it'd be it'd be a shame. I mean, I think, you know, he's clearly such a a, a well loved player by the fans and you and he knows that, you know what I mean? So I think you can see how much he gives on the pitch. So if he's if he's took a knock like that and then obviously played on in in the moment, fantastic. But in terms of the rest of the season, you, I think you'd be concerned if he was going to miss an extended period. Yeah, I think I don't think that's the case really. Thankfully, there was no break in the foot when the X-rayed, and that was the good news. Ian, but what it will do, like John says, if he can't start, which it's probably trending towards, you can't have him on the bench would be such a boost. If he's not on the bench, Liverpool's attacking options they're still good, but they've gone from five to three, and all three will be on the pitch already. There is no one coming off the bench to be, make that impact. You know, you if you're if you're Saliba and Gabriel, you think right if we can deal with this. There isn't too much coming on, you know. You maybe if you want a th- front three change, you maybe putting Harvey Elliott there, or you're doing something with Sabalslai, you know, someone out of position. You haven't got that fourth attacker on the bench. Um, that would be a significant blow for Liverpool if they haven't got the ability to to do what they've done all season, really, and try and win games from the bench with the attacking options. Yeah, yeah, we've we've done a lot in later on in games, just because of how full of energy our team is and how good they are stamina wise but because of how good our bench has been and I was looking at our bench on Wednesday night and I was like when did this happen <laughs> what are the squads we've got um, but yeah I, 
Darwin would be a massive, massive miss. Uh, I, I think, I think, I think he's won everybody over now. I think all them doubters in our fan base have all just accepted he is where he is, and they all just love him. I love it like when he assists somebody. And they score. They chant Nunes and not the person who scored. I absolutely love that. <laughs> it just shows how much they are behind them. But yeah, it'll be a big miss because I've, I've I've been saying now for eighteen months we're a much different team when he's not on the pitch. We, he, create, he, we, we create more goals. We create more goals. We create more shots. You know, he doesn't always score them mm-hmm. because, like someone says here, he's, sometimes you've got the aim of a stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> it takes him fifteen to get it. But but it, I, I, it is a significant blow if he's out. Um, We'll come back to the front three in a moment because it kind of picked itself now if Darwin isn't going to be available. Uh, let's go. The main question, I think, Ian, and is full-backs really because let's start... When I let you pick left-back or right-back, who do you want to talk about first? I'll, let you, I'll let you choose. I'll talk about right-back. Let's talk about right-back then because obviously, since Alexander-Arnold's fit, he come on the bench the other day. However, he replaced Conor Bradley and this is, if you'd have said to me six weeks ago, that there's a genuine debate now who starts over Conor Bradley and Trent Alexander-Arnold when both are fit and are laughed in your face. But now there's a genuine debate about this because Conor Bradley's been excellent. He got a man of the match performance playing an hour the other day. Two assists and a goal. He was fantastic. Who do you think starts at right-back in this one? I, me personally, I will go with Conor. I'll go with Conor Bradley only because, like I tweeted on Wednesday night, I think with the midfield we're currently going with, there's a better balance when you've got Connor and Joe Gomez playing at the moment. That's for balance's sake and for form's sake, because let's be honest, Connor and Joe have been absolutely magnificent since yeah, Bravo yeah. and since have been out. But personally, I would stick with the two we've got, just for balance's sake with that midfield. There is an option, of course, to send him midfield. I'm not sure he'll go for that, John, but I mean, it, I, I, I think it's really difficult because form, you're, Ian's absolutely right. It's, it's Gomez and Bradley, although. You know, Trent was in great form before he got injured. It's worth mentioning that he was probably our best yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like Trent was in, was in bad nick. Robbo's been out a long time as well. They're two big players, Liverpool, Robertson and Alexander-Arnold. Um, it is a really difficult one for the manager. It's form over almost... I don't, ability is the wrong word, but like a, a track record of success that Liverpool mm. have had with Robertson and Alexander-Arnold. Listen, it's a great decision to have, and the manager said that today. You know, he loves these kind of headaches. These are good problems to have. Uh, what do you think? Uh, well, I was say Ian's took home a good point there because I was the point I was going to make. Is I, I think the balance of the team when you've got Bradley and it's so much more, you know what I mean? Like it's it's so much more even. Um, if it was me, I, I'd be I'd be picking Bradley, and you know, for, for the reasons Ian's gone over in terms of like you know what it does for us in terms of form and stuff. But I also just think in terms of if you are going to struggle with say you know a Nunes on the bench or maybe not featuring at all, having Robertson and. Uh, Alexander Arnold coming off the bench on 65, 70 when, you know, we've just run them ragged for 70 minutes is no bad thing, particularly if you've got Robbo going down the left and putting it putting it into the area, you know, pile a bit of pressure on. So uh, I think he, he's just got a, this this little run of games now, I think, between, you know, which we're most of the way through, apart from obviously next week, but um, getting through this and obviously you've got a bit of a break and then the Europa League and that kicks back in and we're going to be rotating anyway, regardless again. Uh, I think he just needs to get through this and I, I wonder if, obviously he's going to try and play Trent and Robbo back into the team and get them ready. Um, Trent's obviously not been out as much as Robbo in terms of fitness, but I I think he he might just stick and then he, in terms of twist and he'll, he'll twist in terms of bringing them off the bench rather than starting them. I think I'd definitely play Gomez. I'm certain about that one. I'm not sure at right back. And this this is no disrespect to Conor Bradley. Like, he's been absolutely fantastic and no no issues if he plays, but it is Trent and like he is the he was the, he was the best player before. 
before his injury, it's a difficult one. Like I say, he can go in the field, and that is certainly an option that Liverpool might use, might look to explore. Um, I suppose the rhythm thing that Jürgen talks about, then it probably would be Bradley's position with Trent coming on. But saying to your vice captain, you're on the bench for the biggest game of the season as well. Like that's a, that is a thing, you know. It, it, I, I don't know. It's a difficult one. There's no wrong decision in this. Um, I would be surprised though, Ian, if he didn't start Gomez again. He had a really good game against Saka. Both uh, both times, no, in, in the cup, and then obviously when he come on, when I um, when Timakash mm. got injured in the home game, and it just feels like the, that defensive solidity down that left hand side. And this is no disrespect to Robbo, but they probably don't know if Robbo can get through ninety minutes just yet. Anyway, and you don't really want to start someone if you don't think they can get through ninety minutes. I, I would be shocked if it's not Gomez. I, I I'd be shocked if it wasn't Gomez now, but, but basically just because of the form. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, Robertson was on good form before he went, but he hasn't. Yeah, I wasn't been in the greatest form ever, if you get what I'm saying. Joe Gomez has just revitalised this season. He's back to Joe Gomez 18-19 levels for me this yeah, season. Yeah. He's been really, really good. Um, and like I said, it's, just, it's a solid... If we were go playing somebody different, we were playing like a middle-table team and we didn't need the defensive... There needs to be defensively solid like we need to be on Sunday. I'd probably go... Let's go all out and go Trent and Robertson. But I just think for that balance, for the biggest game of the season, I'd just go with Joe and... Connor Bradley. Connor Bradley. Brain Bradley. Yeah, Bradley. Connor Bradley. He's Connor Bradley. He's the northern Irish. Connor Cafu. Midfield, it looks like McAllister's fit. That's a main one. Obviously, he took that whack late on. And, you know, Jürgen had his head in his hands at one point. It seems like... Or be, he, he he would be well. Yeah, I was talking him up today. Calling him, I think he called him a doctor or so, which was a which was a strange way of saying it. But but yeah, McAllister plays as the six. I'm guessing lads. There's, yeah. no, there's not an air. Thankfully, he's fit because there might have been a little issue there if, if he wasn't injured. Because obviously Enzo is still away. Am I right in just saying Curtis Jones plays? John? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's different. Eh? I think you've got to. I mean, like there was a staff floating around after the Chelsea game that it's something like. I can't even remember what the, what the difference was but it was something silly like how, how much better our XG is but also in terms of how many goals we score when he plays for Liverpool and it's you know he's again you don't want to sort of burden players with the you know the memories of the past but he does just feel like Ronaldo's reborn doesn't he you know yeah. what I mean he, he's such a, a key player for that system and just in terms of ball recoveries and stuff and keeping things moving and keeping things ticking over so for me if he's, if he's fit he's on the team sheet okay cool I would agree so Barcelona this is where the, it could be Trent if Conor Bradley plays. Graven Birch is available as well. He, I thought it was. I looked good coming back the other day and as long as he's pulled up all right, would you expect it to be him? Yeah, I fully expect Don to play there. Um, especially after getting his goal because they're going to want our midfielders, the ones who aren't sitting and doing the defence. They're going to want players to get to play onto Arsenal and go get in the box and get goals. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I, that's who I'd go with anyway. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And then the front three, it looks like it picks itself, John, obviously, um, with Darwin's injury. If he's fit to go, I think he would start, and then there's a question. But given this thing now, I reckon Liverpool might just be careful with him. There's a chance he probably isn't going to train too much. Mm-hmm. He, he, left, he left Anfield in a boot. Now, unless the swelling's gone dramatically down where he can train today or tomorrow, we'll see, of course. Um, with that being said, then it's Gapo, Jota and Diaz. The only question mark becomes who plays where. Mm. So if you were sort of those three into a front three, how would you go about doing it? I... Because they can all do everything, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, uh, for me, like, uh, it's, it's weird with Jota because I, I think I prefer him even though I sort of think of him as always being in the box, I think I almost prefer him playing on the wing. It sounds weird, yeah. but... Um, well, he drifts in, doesn't he? He drifts in, it makes it easy for him to get into the area. Yeah. Um, he's the one arriving rather than the one doing all the legwork. I think I would be looking at, at probably some combination of him probably jotting on the left, Gakpo up front. And then for me, I'd be doing everything I can to get Diaz on Ben White. And I think it was, was he the right side he played when we played them yeah. in the league? In the second half. In the second half. So I, I'd, be, I'd be looking if, if I can to get it to get that set up. If it's Ben White, though, he'd have to be Lippo's left, wouldn't he? Because ben, 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 ben White will play right back. Mm. It was Zinchenko who, who, who Salad on toast, and, and then it was yeah. uh, so it, it, it's all messed around. Flip that round. I then. think, <laughs> see, see, I'm thinking I, Luke says in the chat, Jota goes in at right wing for me, mm. and I think I'd agree with that one. I think I would go Diaz left, Gakpo up top, and Jota on the right. I love Jota, and I think listen, he, he would be in my team every day of the week, and he can play nine. I think he's more dangerous running with the ball into the goal than getting it played to him in and around the box. Gakpo feels like he's the one who's most comfortable getting the ball in those areas. I, I feel like when Gakpo is on form, he's playing well. He's almost like a Firmino light. If you know what I mean, he does that role better than anybody else. Yeah, I I think as well. Like Gakpo is going to say, I think size. I think if you look at him, obviously. You know, he's not obviously like a number nine, but if you're looking to put the ball up to him, kind of thing, he's the tallest. But also, in terms of playing off Saliba and, and um, Gabriel at the back, you want someone who's, who's quite physical and quite tall. And he's he, he again has that sort of Ronaldo quality. If he doesn't really, when you throw the ball at him, he doesn't seem to lose it, even if he's like half fallen over or whatever, he's, the ball still sticks. So I think that that's important for us, I think, in terms of having that up front. The only thing that front three is probably lacking. Is that pace? You, you would, I mean, Jot, they're not slow. Jot and Nunes and Gapa, they're not slow, but there's no electric pace. You no, know, that, no that Nunes, Nunes and Salah. Although Salah hasn't shown too much, he still can. He's got it in the bag if he needs it. Nunes, we've seen, has definitely got it. It feels like it, may, it makes it a little bit easier for Arsenal to play the high line they want to play. Um, obviously, that that's the only that is the downside. Really, you would want Nunes stretching them. Uh, we saw the, he stretched Chelsea and they couldn't cope with him stretching them the other day and that that, that allowed the space for Jota uh, and Sly and Jones to get in. That is the thing with that front three, really. Is there a long ball over the top? That Diaz is decent. Diaz and Liverpool show their form. They're not, they're not afraid to hit Diaz on that diagonal ball. 
but it does feel like yeah, it, Arsenal could probably go a yard further up the pitch when they don't have to worry about Darwin's pace in behind them. If we haven't got the Darwin's pace behind them, no one we've got to go further. I'd be tempted then to go with Elliot before Sabozlai because I think he plays better around the box than what Dom does. Right. I think he's cleverer on the edge of the box and finding space for strikers. I just think he's a little, he's a bit more technical, te- tactically and technically aware around the box. So if we're going to play. F- if we're going to push them back a few more yards, I'd be tempted to go with Elliot. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it all makes sense. Like, there's a lot of players knocking at the door. Like you can, mm. you can name 15, 16 lads. Now we're all fit. Who all deserve to be in the team? That's because the emergence of Bradley and Quanta. I mean, don't think Quanta will start. I think it will be will be Canate again. We didn't, we kind of didn't touch on that too much. But there are lads knocking on the door now as well. You know, so whoever doesn't start, there could be a bench, for example, of Gravenberch, Elliot, Bradley or Trent, Gomez or Robertson. Uh, there's a there's a lot of players there yeah, as well, <laughs> potentially <laughs> potentially out there getting on as well. It, it's um yeah it's it's interesting interesting times ahead right then. Before I ask you guys for your predictions for this game, just want to have a little quick whiz around the Premier League fixtures for the weekend. As it stands, I can say the table, the top four is Liverpool, City, Arsenal, Tottenham. I'll mention Villa in fifth as well because they're level on points with Tottenham. So I'll flip over to the matches. Tottenham go to Everton tomorrow. Um, early kickoff, which is a difficult one for them. You would think that's a, that's a game that Everton might fancy the chances in. I mean, Everton have found themselves back back in the bottom three, relegation scrapping again. Um that's a difficult game for both of them. I think that it? might be a draw, that, you know. I think that could be a draw. I'd be like a high score, like a 2 2. I mean, if Everton scored two goals, the world might collapse. I mean, <laughs> but, so, yeah, that, that Luton win the other day has really seen some pressure on, on Everton. Um, sticking around the top four battle, then, it, obviously, we play Arsenal. Um, Villa go to Sheffield United. You've got to think Villa. Win. A, I mean, did Sheffield United beat them? Didn't he? Or did he get the point against Drew? I think. Drew, yeah, 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 it was a late goal as well. It was a late goal as well. Uh, back back in uh, a few months ago, these fixtures are coming around fast. This is where the, they're doing the the quick flip reverse. So that's a tough one for them. Obviously, we play Arsenal. Then City go to Brentford on Monday night. Not not a battle of laughs. Brentford. The same. There are certain teams who City drop points against. It used to be Southampton all the time. They're no mm. longer here. It's Liverpool. Crystal Palace, Tottenham Wolves, and it seems Brentford are one of those five teams, John. It's listen, City are in good form and they're in good nick. But after they're in they've had the fixtures have kind of gone their way a little bit and they've listen, they've done their job and they've done it well. Brentford away on a Monday night is isn't a battle of laughs, is it? That that is mm-hmm. another test for them, especially if Liverpool can beat Arsenal. That gap then is eight points. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd have two games in hand and they're both actually against Brentford. Um it does feel like that's a significant game. We'll all be watching that one with half an eye. When they play Burnley the other day, I don't think anyone was expecting anything from Burnley. You can see a world where Brentford have hurt City in the past, so we know that that's an option here. It is, and I think it's... Uh, you've touched on, I think, the right thing there in terms of the psychology of it. It's that if we go do the business against Arsenal and all of a sudden it is eight points, if you're City going into that game, all of a sudden it's a bit more... There's, there's a bit more on it, but it's also that means, therefore, that there's a bit more for Brentford to get in. I mean, I think Brentford... Under Frank, they're a team of moments, and but but the coach that way, the coach yeah. that for this when this happens in this five minutes spell, we're going to do this, and that's when we we you know um, when we get ahead and score the goals and stuff. I think Tony coming back for them is such a big thing because I think it's he, he's such a a weird player, isn't he? You know, he, he's got that star power in terms of he, he, you know no disrespect to Brentford, he, he's clearly going to end up playing for like an Arsenal or whoever, or you know, in the summer probably, but. He could he could do go and score a goal on his own kind of thing, and then they've got the team around him who are set up brilliantly regardless. You know what I mean? So it's a really interesting tactical matchup that I think, and I just wonder whether 
as I say, if we can go and do the business Sunday and, and psychologically put the pressure on City to be like, you've got to go and win here. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't be going, because I think Pep's thing is to set up almost with an abundance of caution. I think he'd, he'd rather go and be like, if I have to bring an attacker on, maybe late on to try and get a goal and we win 1-0. Pep's almost happy with that. But I think if he's going there thinking, I've got to get this, I've got to chase this, then all of a sudden... And the, but then for that now, after relegation battle, as we've mentioned, they had that mm. run of form that they had with the lot. They had a lot of players out injured. They've been sucked back into it. By the time the, the game starts, I'll just, I'll just bring the table up here again. They're currently 15th on 22 points. But, you know, Everton, Luton, Forest, if, if they all pick up wins and they're playing difficult games, don't get me wrong, Luton at Newcastle, obviously Everton, Tottenham. But a couple of wins there and, and Brentford are right back in it. So that that's... I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe it makes them a little bit more resolute. And because sometimes I used to feel they're quite carefree. Yeah. The, and, but a team who want to, who can attack, but also I've got that real defensive mindset, solidity to really try and keep the back door closed. That could be the type of option. I know we're back to talk about City's fixtures again, yeah. hoping. But again, they're one of the few teams I would give half a chance of getting something against City. Yeah, and I think with Man City as well, as I think, saw some like us, they do concede chances. Like we Liverpool concede chances, they do. And when you've got Tony in your team, and there's there's always a chance yeah. he, he 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 doesn't need two chances, does he? Tony to get a goal, so fingers crossed he can see two. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that would be nice. Right then, guys, uh, let me know in the live chat right now, all you guys who are watching along, your score predictions for this one. As I let you know one more time. Uh, yeah, live show tickets. Get your, get your tickets now. Skittle.com. They are going to be flying out. The end of season party tickets as well. So, so end of season party tickets on Skittle. Uh, the live show tickets are on Ticketmaster.ie for the Belfast and Dublin ones and AXS.com for the London ones. Come and celebrate the end of a magnificent era for Liverpool Football Club. In all four of those venues, we're going to have an absolute ball. Daniel thinks Liverpool are going to win 4-2 with Arsenal going 2-0 up and then Liverpool coming back to win that would be quite the comeback if they can do that against this Arsenal team I mean it'd be I mean (laughs) my head my head would be fell off at 2-0 and my top would be off at (laughs) 4-2 JD's gone for 3-1 to Liverpool so is JT Um, Footy Bites has gone for 3-1 so has Clive's gone for a 2-1 lots of confidence Phil's gone for 5-2 as well that's a big result uh, John, I'll start with you. Liverpool, sorry, well, Arsenal, Liverpool, can a can attempt you for a score? I, I think they'll probably score because they do at home. So I think it'd be one three. I think probably yeah. I don't want to go three. I think we'll get. I think we'll click and they'll score. So yeah, one three. Three one if Nunes plays. Two one if he doesn't. Okay, I like that. One nil to Liverpool. No, oh, God, I, I, I don't think I could cope with that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. In your head as well, it'll be like a Jota scores in like the eighth minute. <laughs> oh, back to the wall, uh, mate. Honestly, just, just give me that win. Just absolutely give me that win. I don't care how it comes. Who, who, who does it? Like we saw in the FA Cup game, I think it's gonna be a very tight game like that. Mm. Um, and then I, I just see Liverpool nicking it because we have got the firepower. Um, and if that happens, um. If you'd have offered those six points from six before, obviously, I mean, you would have took it, but if you'd have said six points from six for, for, from these this week that was, Ian, I mean, you, you can't help but get excited at that point. I tweeted about six weeks ago that if Liverpool can beat Chelsea at home and then go and beat Arsenal away without Salah, we'll, we'll win the league. That's what I put. So 
if that happens on Sunday, I'm I'm don't win the league. I'm going to get absolutely because <laughs> <laughs> the fixture list again. It's 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 too, you don't want to look past teams because we've we've seen before. But you play Burnley at home, Brentford's away, and then you play. Well, it's meant to be Luton. We'll see when that game gets moved to because of the cup final, and then you've got Forest. Like Liverpool have got a chance if they can win this one. Just to, just to keep that gap going and going and going. Like, you don't want to overlook any team. We've mm. seen Luton I and mean, Brentford both cause Liverpool problems. Not too distant past, John, but it, it, that's why this is such a big one. If he can get the three points that we're all suggesting he can do, it's 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 going to be a massive, massive occasion. Whatever the result is, Man City are desperate for a draw or an Arsenal win. Liverpool could really, really tighten the screw here and put the pressure big time on Arteta and on City. Oh yeah, I mean, this goes full circle to where we started when you said top of the show in terms of Arsenal. We win this, I, for me then, I think Arsenal really know that they're, they're fighting for third. And then in terms of us and City, I mean, I was looking at the table the other day and it's weird, isn't it? Because we're just going into February and like you're looking at the table in sort of, sort of Christmas time and you're going, oh, well, we're only sort of 10, 15 games in, where are we kind of thing? And then you're looking at the table now and going, Christ, like after this, it's like 15 games left. It's not a lot. All of a sudden now, I, I, I'm I really treating this game, I think, because if we win, this is where the running starts for me in terms yeah. of every week, then you're going to be looking at the table. And as you say, the, the fixtures we've got coming, I was hoping City had some some harder fixtures. Yeah. I, was looking at, I was looking at the fixtures before we started and it's a bit of a mixed bag for City. They've got, but- their, they've got their annual pasting of Everton on mm. the, on the they, look, they, <laughs> they, they absolutely adore Batten and Everton mm. yet yeah, they've got they've got Brentford away like I mentioned then they've got Everton then they go then they got Chelsea and then they've got Brentford again so it's there's a couple there but mm. in between they will battle Everton like 7-0 in that R12 kickoff oh. you are right there, there, is, there is a chance here for Liverpool to, to really make a massive statement on the world stage hopefully fingers crossed we're all predicting they can do it most of the guys in the chat are predicting it as well if you haven't already if you're watching this on YouTube Excuse me. After the fact, let us know your predictions and team selections in the comment section below. If you're listening to this as a podcast, you can get us on socials. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter or X or whatever you guys are the cool kids are calling it these days. Let us know your thoughts as well. Liverpool's team news, what team you would pick, and also a score prediction. Do come and join us for the watch along on Sunday. First show, the Uncensored match build up will go live around 3 15, reacting to the team that Jurgen Klopp picks. Then the watch along will be live from 4 15. So come along, come and join us. Go and get your live show tickets as well. And yes, we'll see you on Sunday for the biggest game in Liverpool season so far. See you all then. <laughs>